Ah, uh, 2020. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. For some of you, probably was more one than the other. Well, we're going to be getting into that in this week's episode. Taking a look back at this past year, there's no disputing that it was a very significant year for all of us. We're going to be getting into that and breaking it down. And make sure you watch till the end. Brian's going to be giving a brief glimpse into the year 2021 and what that looks like astrologically. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Wizard Factory Audio Podcast, streaming now from Spotify, iTunes, and other major platforms. Welcome back, everybody. It's good to be back. We've been laying a little bit low lately. It's been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. I'd love to get into that at the end of the episode, but if you're new here, hit the subscribe button and please help us grow. We're trying to hit 5,000 subscribers by the end of 2021. Help us do that and let's get the message out there. Hit the notification bell as well. Also, if you're new, the best way to get acquainted with our, our core concepts and principles and all that is the Laying the Foundations playlist. So I'll link that right here. And just a quick reminder, we are on the audio podcast stations as well, such as Spotify and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well. So hit the like button real quick. That really helps us in the algorithms and let's get into it. Today, we're talking about 2020. The best year ever, right? Um, there's there's no shortage of memes talking about just what a great year it was, right? I'm sure the wine is going to be in a few years, something really special too. Uh, and again, stay tuned for the end because when we're done talking about that, Brian's going to give a, a brief rundown on what 2020 is looking like astrologically, but then it, which he is going to further uh, break down in a in a different video as mm -hmm. well. So without further ado, let's get into it. My name is Logan Hart. And I'm Brian Easterday. And this is the Wizard Factory Video Podcast, where you subscribe for weekly videos exploring deeper understanding of the universe and ourselves. So the first point that we want to talk about is that there's been a lot of very positive and very negative changes this year. And we plan to cover both because it's, it's never black and white. And tapping into that holistic perspective is so essential to an empowered mindset. So, Brian, do you want to kind of unpack that? Sure. Yeah, I, I think you you definitely said it when it, it's definitely been a a very difficult year, like for some and like very rewarding for others, I would say, you know, and, and I think a lot of that, as with all things, it comes down to cosmic law and the principle of mentalism and, and how we're choosing to deal with the shifts that we're all collectively experiencing because the shifts are happening. It's just up to us as individuals to, uh, to choose how we want to work with those. Um, so that being said, I think we can definitely see, uh, probably, you know, everybody on their own individual of like the shifts and changes they've been going through, but then as society as well, there's been, quite a lot of changes. The The world we're living in right now is very different than the world we were living in a few years ago. Uh, it, there's a lot of developments, both like good and bad. So we definitely just want to get into both of those. 
but I think one of the big things that we can take away from it is that we can really observe people either really gained a lot of awareness in 2020, you know, those who have been, you know, interested in cultivating their consciousness have probably experienced massive leaps in growth this year because they've been working with that energy. Um, there might even be a lot of people that it, it, this year, there were certain events that actually kind of started their awakening process. I think 2020 was probably a catalyst for a lot of people who might not have been uh, as interested in these type of subjects. But then we can also see a good portion of humanity still has just went further into the indoctrination. They've become further demoralized and they they literally live their entire life in fear now. Mm. So I, I think it's, you know, I, I've been thinking about this concept of what what we're actually seeing. So th this is where like the law of correspondence and like the principle, the law of mentalism, these are, this is why cosmic law has to be your foundation because they it helps you understand the bigger picture. Just like in our own mind, we can observe thought patterns. We, we all have different thoughts, good thoughts, bad thoughts, you know, things that are useful, things that aren't useful. And sometimes in life, as we're going through, we may have a certain behavior pattern or a certain thought pattern that it gets to the point that it becomes so stagnant that it kind of atrophies and dies off, just like a branch on a tree, that the tree no longer needs to branch. It just stops sending energy to it and it eventually mm. falls off and dies. We do the same thing with our own thought patterns. Well, by observing ourselves through the law of correspondence, we can understand this is what's happening in the mind of the all as well. That there, there are certain patterns and thought patterns of consciousness that are no longer serving their purpose, that they're beginning to become, they're stagnant and they're, they're going to atrophy and die. And I think we see that system and those people that are stuck in those patterns. That's why they're, that, that's what they're afraid of with everything. With Corona. It's all death, whether that's the death of their egos and their sense of self or a physical death. It's that same theme. They see that there is an end of this pattern, that this same pattern can't continue. Just like in our own life, when we have a certain a toxic behavior or something that we know that we can't keep, keep doing this. You know, but then there's kind of that fight and that struggle to like let that thing go. I think we're seeing this as a collective as well. Mm. So we see individuals that are kind of becoming more stagnant in their awareness, as well as others who are, there's an evolution happening at the same time. Yeah, very well said. And it was just striking me, again, the, the idea of this mind virus, like a virus is also a, a computer program. And that's what this really is. Whether the, whether the virus is real or ha what they say it is, is irrelevant. What's happening is a program. That part is very much premeditated, fabricated. With a, it's, a, it's a weaponized mind virus. That's just what mm -hmm. it is. And it's working. And you have to think about what, you know, how you think about sickness. Anyone's susceptible like some people have stronger immune systems than other people, but anyone can get sick. It's just, it, it's nature. Uh, unfortunately, it's the dark side of nature. And so mm. this mind virus, this fear is a sickness. It is contagious and it, it's spreading to other people, other people that we used to think was very, uh, very aware and, and seeming seem to understand what's going on. And then, it's like this flip just gets triggered in their brain and the, the, the program 
just, you know, it, it's startling to watch, but definitely, yeah, you're seeing that like the program is running its course and it's, it's spreading, but other, you know, like you said, it's still running on old ideas, old world paradigm. And that is dying off because that's what sickness is. It's, it's just decay and death because of the stagnation that comes from being disconnected from source. That's the simplest way that we can put that. And so some people, I would say 2020 was a wake up call to either plug in and connect to source or stay plugged into the matrix, this false proxy that mm-hmm. has been, you know, imposed on us. Right. It's, it's I, very interesting. I like that you made that correlation between the, the computer virus and, and yeah, because that's, yeah, that's, it's that's like very, the matrix. very on point. Yeah. Like um, when they run programs in the matrix, run, run the Corona program. And that's what they did. They, they right. pushed the button and they launched it because someone yeah. coded that for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a very useful uh, metaphor for that. And it, you know, it really leads into that kind of, concept that you know you you and i have talked about this but i i and this is something i think we've been seeing for a while now but it became very prominent this year and it's this kind of split in humanity in the sense that there are a lot of people becoming very aware that they're really like doing their best effort to learn about themselves to want to create a better world with more freedom where people understand you know cosmic law they they have morality all those kind of things but then we also see as i was mentioning earlier a lot of humanity is only going deeper into the programming mm. you know like just with the you know just using the the covid thing as a good example it, it wasn't even well done in the sense that like mm. you know they, they've been caught to be like falsifying tests and numbers and like there's so much evidence to show that the official narrative whatever they're using it is a lie but yet people will still believe that and you can show them all the evidence in the world but they're so demoralized that they they refuse to see anything other than that so it's like they're going deeper and deeper into that mind control and you know when you ignore cosmic law like ultimately what happens is like you either learn to work with it or you become crushed. Like, and, mm. and that's what's going to happen. If you keep choosing belief systems and more and more oppression, you're going to end up more oppressed. Yeah. I keep getting these flashes of, of imagery from the matrix for some reason. And again, I'm seeing Neo on one side and Smith on the other. If you notice in those movies, the stronger Neo becomes, the stronger Smith becomes. And mm. where... Neo is the one, which is, he's the one, Neo spells, spells mm-hmm. one. And what's, what's uh, Smith doing? He's becoming infinite. He's, he's multiplying himself and reproducing himself with this black when he sticks his fingers in there, like a mm-hmm. virus. Like it's very, mm-hmm. very close to the mark symbolically. But again, it's this dualistic, you can see the, the traces of the magic that's being wielded here with Mm -hmm. the same thing that happened with 9-11, these trauma-based mind control events, it it shakes some people awake because Mm -hmm. when bad things happen, what do we, what do we always say? Why? That's the Mm -hmm. best question. That's the ultimate question. And that's the one that leads you straight to natural law. What caused this to happen? Mm -hmm. 
we always ask that when something bad happens. But then others, the fear of knowing that answer is what suppresses them into deeper denial. They don't mm-hmm. want to know why because they're afraid of what the answer will be. And then yeah. they can't unknow it at that point. So that's what happened. That's what's occurring is that as this thing progresses, some people are more and more saying like something isn't right and I want to know why. And they're, they're migrating to better systems that are more self-sustainable. You notice YouTube numbers are, are way higher than ever. And that's not just because people are watching, you know, makeup tutorials and stuff. They're also watching how to code websites and how to grow food and all this. Like people are self-educating like never before because mm-hmm. the, they've got all this extra time on their hands. And it's like, it's just about what are you doing with it? And Mm -hmm. definitely see this exodus where more and more people are looking to get away. They want, they want to distance themselves from what seems to be happening more intensely in highly populated areas. Mm -hmm. I I love that you said like, it's about time and what we're going to do with it, because ultimately that's, that's the choice we always have. We always have time and our free will of how we're going to utilize that. And this is where I really think that the split in humanity can kind of be observed and that I see, you know, we all kind of wonder about like, okay, so how is the system going to eventually collapse upon itself? Like what's going to come after that? You know, like people think about the future and I really kind of see two things happening. Um, I see on one hand, the people that are buying into the system and they're, they're choosing, they're willfully choosing to continue to be, believe in the lie and to advocate like for, you know, to give away all their power, they're going to see the result of that through Mm -hmm. cosmic law, it's cause and effect. And they're going to experience a system of more and more oppression where they, they lose those freedoms and they lose any, any sense of self up to the point that they literally destroy themselves. Wow. Then I see the, the rest of like, you know, the rest of people who are choosing to work with their conscience to gain awareness and try to create a better world, kind of developing this split society or um, I, Thomas Sheridan had a wonderful term that he's been using parallel society. I think that's, a, I, I really think that's an excellent way to explain mm-hmm. it because it, it, it summarizes the way I, I really kind of see it as well is that you, we just develop an alternative society alongside that. And for a while, the one, the system of control, like it is, is now that will appear to be the dominant society. It's not mm-hmm. just an instant fix. But through time, I think it's it starts with the individual, us developing ourselves as as an individual, mm. gaining more freedom and more sovereignty in our lives, helping our friends and family do that, building small communities. And it just starts in little steps. And eventually there'll be these kind of two different places, you know, or these kind of two different almost realities that that people can live in. They can choose to live in that system of control and domination. And there'll be kind of that fringe society that lives on the outside of that that eventually you know can can grow into something more widespread but i do think it's going to take time because most of the world is so so asleep you know absolutely yeah i was thinking it's like a pot with a plant in it and people are getting to choose do they want to be the plant or the pot one is trying to grow its roots and expand out and the other one is like rigid and stiff and just like holding on for dear life Mm -hmm. and eventually 
there's no stopping that natural force of growth and those the roots are going to break the pot it's just it's mm-hmm. inevitable it can't it's unsustainable right but some people are like clinging to that and they're they're hardening and you know stiffening but that just makes them more brittle and breakable you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that was very i i like that, that that's good because you could you could carry that same kind of metaphor on with like the, the thought of compost like we're talking about the system and it's decaying mm-hmm. and it's rotting yeah but that compost that that decay is what actually can create nutrients it's it's what Mm -hmm. gives us the experience to say that oh no we can't continue this way we have to actually learn about cosmic law we have to create a better world and and there's no way around it other than through hard work both as an individual and collectively as a species Mm -hmm. yeah it's funny because i was also thinking that too about how it's almost like we're living these two different timelines right now at the Mm -hmm. same time because it's almost or, or two different realities. Yeah, that are it's kind of the same mm-hmm. concept. But I, I definitely get that because in a way, this is a very observable way to look at natural law at play. Like you were saying, like mm-hmm. if you choose to live in the highly dense areas where there, there's more law enforcement, there's more you know, city codes and regulations and all of that, that's the system that we're talking about. The more entrenched in that like that is perpetuating itself on one hand, but at the very same time, so many people are just, just tearing chomping at the bit for more freedom, more sovereignty, more, you know, self sustainability. And Mm -hmm. that's just beautiful, you know? So that's literally the law of freedom. You can observe as where the further you get away from that, the more sovereignty and being connected to nature in your way of life is, is valued the more freedom increases mm-hmm. and the further, you know, like it's, it's directly correlated there essentially. And again, right. awareness brings choice. Awareness creates choice. So people are becoming more aware that they have other choices that they didn't consider before because the system is getting so bad. It's forcing them to start kind of breaking out of the norm and thinking like, what else can we do? Mm-hmm. I, I like that you said uh, what we value, like that really, if we value freedom, we then will have more freedom. Because if, you know, looking at like the helm of awe, for example, where we see like our values and our beliefs, those are in the realm of like the Northeast, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it's like, it's not quite manifested yet. And then as it, as the energy moves through the helm of awe, you know, it then moves to our ego, like, oh, we value this. Okay, well, this is who we are. I value freedom. I'm a person that I'm going to stand for that. Then that moves to your subconscious mind, which is where we start creating from. And then, you know, into the realm of the South with our actions, you know, like in, if for those who aren't familiar, we've, we've spoken about the, the nine worlds on here in a, a few different episodes. You, you can, you know, click the link to be able to check those out. But you can see that it starts this cycle and, and values and beliefs very much are extremely important because that, that really comes right before that sense itself. And then who we are then determines like how we choose to act. And then, you know, how we're acting is determining what we're creating. So, so you know, that's a, a good way to like look at how, you know, what you were saying that those values really do determine that cycle of how much freedom and how much choice that we're actually going to have based on how much we value that freedom and choice. Yes, absolutely. And, and what I'm realizing now is that people like to say that they value freedom but what they value more is the illusion of safety because it's, mm-hmm. it's like, that's what creates value and, and 
Gabo like exchange is mm-hmm. what's valuable. Like if you just ate a big meal, how, how much is food worth to you at that moment compared to a person that hasn't eaten in a week? The, mm-hmm. That value is kind of determinant on, you know, the, the priority and the situation the scarcity, so to speak, mm-hmm. people are afraid of the virus and therefore they put their safety above freedom because it's just like these, these are special circumstances. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly what they want to create a state of emergency. That's what it's, you know, all the executive orders and stuff is all based on when bad stuff happens. So then all they have to do is make bad stuff happen and they, they get all their power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that, that's excellent. I mean, you know, there, there's so much we could get th- this year had so much to look at that we could, we could spend a lot of time talking about it, but another big theme this year has been the men's which I think when we look at it symbolically, we can, we can start to gain a lot more from it. Like psychologically, what is going on when, with people like with that? And it's, there's a lot to see with it. One, I think looking at the rune on Zuj is really useful. Uh, when we understand this rune, it's all about speech. It's about how we can become uh, like a god ourselves through, through the power of communication through having that. So the mask, like to me, they very much symbolically are showing that 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 is covered, that's being muzzled, that's being controlled. You notice a lot of the people like, and I'm speaking in generalities here, but a lot of the people that are wearing masks are very, very avid about people wearing, wearing theirs, that they, they don't actually have any original thought. They're only capable of repeating that same narrative the the creative ability of their speech has been been muzzled it's been mm-hmm. taken away like symbol like you can't see their mouth it, the, so it's, it's a it's a very strong symbol of, like I said that that creative ability being taken away um and that doesn't mean that they can't they're not like capable of going and like writing a song or making a beautiful painting or something but as far as like the program goes they're just running on the games program just like it like an npc you know, like that character, they're just running on the program of the game versus like being an active participant in it and choosing what their character is going to go do, like writing their own story. Yeah, it's that evangelical energy that people get who are heavily suppressed and under duress mm-hmm. that, say, Christians get subconsciously they resent that their soul is in a cage and that they have no voice of their own and no free will of their own because they've given it away and so they need everyone else to do that too well same thing with the mass they've sacrificed their dignity to comply and kiss the boot of the master so everyone else needs to too because that's fair right Mm -hmm. that's fair it's really interesting to note too that I think a, a lot of mind control is actually done through heart control, mm, emotional. Mm-hmm. What what is everybody destroying them? Oh well, you're you're care, you're killing the elderly. You don't care mm-hmm. about anyone else. You don't. They're they're taking their the general goodness of humanity to want to actually care exploiting and empathize it. for others, and they are exploiting it. And people right. don't realize that they're being manipulated through that because you, you have to balance out that heart space and the emotion with the critical thinking, with mm-hmm. the logic. And, and that's why if you get swung into one imbalance or the other, you know, like, so even look at the whole Corona thing. It's, it's all about fear. It's, it's a very emotional thing. 
Oh, well, if I get it or if people die or it's all an emotion, it's all a fear driven thing. Mm. It's not being balanced by the left brain. And both sides do it, but definitely I would say the left is, is more prone to using that tactic because it's all Mm -hmm. about that social justice warrior that, you know, vigilante for just the bleeding hearts of the world, like, you know, defender of the the minorities and the underdogs and everything. It's, it's getting behind that rah, rah, rah of like, uh, we're doing this because we care. So just get with the program or, you know, like, right. Yeah, it's, it's and if you don't conform, that means that you don't care and that you're a narcissist and that you're, you know, right. a bad person because you're not doing exactly what we all think you should be doing. So you it's know. just, it's, it's gaslighting, it's social terrorism and it's, you know, uh, soci- mm-hmm. forced societal conformism basically. Yeah. And even people who don't necessarily believe in the virus or the believe the narrative still wear it because uh, just of how uncomfortable they feel the energy coming from other people for not wearing a mask whenever right. else is that alone tells you it, it's social terrorism. Right. Forced compliance because of ostracization and like people have already have social anxiety in the grocery store and stuff like that. So just like, I don't care for the most part, right. I just walk around, but even, you know, my, my wife and son, they, they kind of think they, they feel very uncomfortable about it. And, you know, mm-hmm. I respect their right to choose, but I just try to lead by example and say, I, I don't care. Right. I try to forcibly remove me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've had, you know, in my own personal experience, I've had maybe like four or five times going to the store where someone tried to say something. And if you just very, if you understand the power of no, mm-hmm. and you're willing to stand in that, th- those people, they're generally acting out of fear. They're kind of cowardly anyway. They're trying to get everyone to conform. So if you just show that you're not willing to back down, a- as a general rule, it, at least in my experience, I found that they they tend to just fuck off. Um, you know, so I, you know, I have yet to have worn one through this entire thing at all. Um, and, and people can do that. It, you, you just have to be willing to like under, you know, have people maybe look at you different or be willing to, if it does come to that confrontation, like stand up for your rights and stand up for yourself. And, you know, that's, like I said, it, it definitely, there is a lot of, it's not just a black and white thing. There's people that like totally believe they should wear it and they're doing it from fear. There's other people that like refuse to like at all. And then there's people that they don't really want to, but they're afraid of the social ostracization. So then uh-huh. they just choose to conform. Um, but it, it, it just shows you how strong of a psychological impact it's had on society. You right. know, in general, it really is that physical manifestation of that split that we were talking about. It's very literal and symbolic yes. of the control system and the compliance. And mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, I love the point about the ensuage. It's a, a symbolic attack on ensuage because our creative ability in our speech is so important. And I, I really hate how when I'm out and about and like I'm ordering food and I can't even understand what people are saying to me and I have to ask them to repeat themselves and you know, mm-hmm. like that being cut off and in that more social distancing, even the words, it's it's all you know, very mm-hmm. intentional. And let's think about the damage it's doing to the next generation as well. This is something I was just talking about uh, the other day about how so many kids now that are like two years old or, or younger, they literally have never experienced what it's like to go out and not have a mask on. 
that that just mm-hmm. breaks my heart. You know, mm-hmm. there's kids in middle school right now that are literally lear- trying to learn how to flirt with each other and get little crushes on each other when half their face is covered. I mean, th- that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And again, that's that's very intentional. That I mean, I think that that's more even higher on the priorities of why it's being done is to just further beat down the human spirit collectively mm-hmm. and just show that like from the young age, you just do what you're told, put the mask on and shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just being groomed, essentially, mm-hmm. to be to be, you know, a totally compliant, you know, do do whatever the the ruling class says. And and that's why, you know, it is important to take back that on that power of speech, because it's just like that, that is what they're using to like wage war on us with. That's exactly how it can be repelled. You know, just like mm-hmm. in a combat situation, both sides have guns, right? Both sides can use the same weaponry, you know. And, and that's the same thing. You have to realize that that speech, our ability to communicate and to comprehend, that is our weapon. Like the mind, the mind is always going to be the most powerful thing we cultivate in order for taking on the system of control or building that alternative society like we were mentioning earlier. So, you know, I, th- I think in short, we could really look that like 2020 overall has been a mirror, both for us as individuals, but as well as a, a collective, as a species, that it gave us a chance to really sit back and observe, well, what do we believe? What do we really value? What are we going to take action on, be willing to stand up for? Are we willing to concede on that in order to feel comfortable? Are we, you know, all the, it's just a chance for us to really look at ourselves and see where we stand on things, how committed you really are to your values and beliefs. Um, what, you know, what you really care about in life in general, even too. So many people this year that they, it's simple things like, oh, I wish I could have went to a concert. Or I miss being able to go out with my friends or those things that before you took for granted that you realize that, oh, you really do value that human connection. You know, it's just been a chance for this mirror to be held up for us so we can see both like the the good, you know, and our potential as a species, but as well as like our shadow, you know, where, where have we been ignorant? Where have we been lazy or not disciplined? And, you know, have, have we given up our power? you know, all, all these different things. So it really has just been this huge, you know, probably one of the greatest learning experiences we, we could hope to, to ever have, you know, and I, I know I definitely feel very lucky uh, to be here during, during this time, because it, it really is an amazing time. If you can step back and see the bigger picture. Right. It, it definitely, like I, I said earlier, I feel it's, it's been a wake up call and like you said, a mirror, it's just, I mean, that's, it's, they're one in the same. It's showing you collectively, this is what you're creating. This is what you're actually asking for. Not what you say you want, but what you're asking for indeed in choice. And so what are you going to do about it? Right. And, and that's, you know, that's not a bad or a good thing. That's, it's up to you. It's like saying hell, hell Helheim is a bad or mm-hmm. a good place. It depends on you. Right. What you're going to see in that mirror when you look at it. Yeah. So it's a time exactly. for self-reflection. And then more importantly, what is that? What does that self-reflection give us? It gives us empowerment because mm-hmm. then awareness cre- creates choice. Then there we can go. say, what can, what can I do to get something different? Exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. It, you know, if, if you haven't started yet, do it now. Don't wait. It's, it's never too late, though. That's the thing. 2020 is over. 2021 is just beginning. 
cycles mm-hmm. onward and upward. It just keeps going. It's just, it's like the whole universe is waiting around for us to just get it. Like the, mm-hmm. I've gotten that feeling many times, even with psychedelics and things is like all the fractals and all the patterns playing out is, is almost like just the same Morse code played in infinite different ways. Just saying, wake up, mm-hmm. wake up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that you said that because I've definitely had a very a similar experience with that. And, you know, to kind of start to wrap up here, looking at 2020 and what has been, you know, it, it definitely ended in a big way as well, especially with the great conjunction happening. And this is something I've, I've seen, you know, a lot of people talking about, uh, you know, especially new agers and things and many people kind of, I think, misunderstanding. So I, I am I'm going to do kind of a quick little bit on this but but i'll have a whole video on what the great conjunction was and what it wasn't um that that i'll be coming out with here soon but in short you know if for those who don't know it's uh, a conjunction between saturn and jupiter so whenever you know these two planets these two grahas are sitting in the same sign or the same rashi uh they both happen to be sitting in capricorn and this is a one big really big misconception that i see about the great conjunction is that it's the kind of heralding you know the age of aquarius and they're basing this this assumption off of uh their calculation that saturn and jupiter are in aquarius when it it's simply not if you if you look up at the sky and and you see where the positions of everything are that's the sidereal zodiac that's what we use in the vedic system and that conjunction is happening in the sign of Capricorn. So, you know, I, I've seen memes of people saying, you know, things like, you know, oh, it's opening a portal and our, our DNA is being upgraded to, to the 5D reality. And there's this great awakening and, and these kind of very new agey savior. Oh, a light switch has flipped all of a sudden where we didn't have to do any work. And now and now everything's better. Everybody's and that is just awake. That is the very last thing that this means. The, the energy is present there for anyone to choose how to work with it. This energy could be used by the system to rein in more control and achieve their goals of what they want just as much as it could be used by us. So let's look at this conjunction. We have Jupiter. Jupiter is known as Guru. The, wor- the word Guru, that's the Sanskrit word for, for Jupiter. So that it means teacher. It's wisdom. It's abundance. It's expansion. It's hope. So we have this feeling of wanting to expand, wanting to gain wisdom, wanting to move into a more spiritual realm as, as individuals and as a species. But then we also have Saturn here. And how Saturn works is its cosmic law. It's very neutral, but it, it's slow moving. So it can crush you for a long time with those lessons. But when you have them, you then retain them. So the last thing a, a great conjunction would be would be an instant switch. You know, like there's there's no magic solution, especially if Saturn's involved. What that means is it's a process. It's going to take time and it's going to require discipline and focus and hard work. And there's no way around it. We as a species are not we're not going to continue to cultivate cultivate more freedom. We're not going to step into the rewards of the age of Aquarius without doing the work to get there. And this is why the difference, like if you're looking at the conjunction in Aquarius, you're reading a totally different energy than if you're looking at it in Capricorn. And Capricorn's all about the hard work, the discipline. It's about control. It's about boundaries, restrictions. What do we see going on in the world right now? Do we see more freedom happening or do we see more restrictions and control trying to be implemented? 
Well, I think that's a pretty obvious answer. Is that more Capricorn or, you know, so just that simple thing alone, you can start to see that. So it, it's this kind of what can seem like a contradictory energy of the hope of expansion with Jupiter, but then Capricorn's kind of crushing and saying that like, nope, you got to do the work. So then that Jupiter can kind of become disheartened or kind of feel like it's losing hope of like, oh, I'd really like a freer world, but I don't know how it's going to go. Like they just keep trying crazier and crazier things. I see more and more people just going along with the, with what they want. There's that crushing feeling there of like, you still have to do, like you have to do the work and it's, it's a natural law too. We have to remember Saturn is cosmic law. So that's a key there. If you want the reward of Jupiter, you have to do the work of Saturn, which means you have to make your foundation cosmic law and you have to actually apply it then we can get the expansion and the reward of Jupiter because Jupiter is the larger planet here. He's the brighter planet. So his energy can win out, but like you said, it, it is all about actually having to buckle down and do that work. So it, it's not a magic pill or all of a sudden everybody's DNA is being upgraded, uh, you know, or the Pleiadians are coming to help us or any, any of this other new age fucking bullshit people will just put on a fucking meme and share around there. It, it, it drives, it, it drives me nuts, honestly, but uh, like it's, it's my pet peeve as an astrologer, just information, like being totally misunderstood and then just misrepresented. But, but there is a valuable lesson here. Like the last time this conjunction happened was about eight, 800 years ago. And then roughly the year before it happened, the Magna Carta was implemented. Uh, the year after it happened, Genghis Khan died. So definitely very world changing events happen around these conjunctions but it's never on that exact day it's never it's a process and it is something that it is a major event to where it does kind of set the tone for a long time to come but it's the choice is ours are we going to allow a, a tone of control and domination to just continue to happen and then that it be that way for a long time or are we going to say no I'm not going to comply. I'm not going to go along with this. I'm going to choose to create more freedom in my life. And is that going to be what we continue on to the future? But the, the actions that we're taking right now as individuals and as in a collective will, will echo for a very long time to come. Fantastic, man. So, and then, yeah, last little thing we can get into is kind of, uh, I took a few just quick bullet points of some interesting transits and events that we have happening astrologically in 2021. Um, and again, I'm just doing a quick, a very quick little thing on this. I'll do a whole nother video on this as well uh, with a, a breakdown of the whole year and kind of predictions, what we can expect to see, that kind of thing. The first off big thing in 2021 that I, I really see happening is that we do have a big conjunction in Capricorn. So not only do we have Saturn and Jupiter that will continue to be there together for a while, and that continues into 2021, but we will also have all the other planets except for Mars and the nodes of the moon, Rahu and K2. Every other planet's all going to be sitting in the sign of Capricorn. So that's a very big pileup. That's a lot. That's a huge conjunction. So we're, we're really going to see the things that we care about, the values, the things that we have to work for that pressure is going to be there. Like we're going to have to actually look at like, well, what do we need to do to accomplish the goals that we want? You know, it's about looking at the long term. What do we want for society? What do we want for ourselves? 
and how hard are we willing to work to get there? So, you know, all the, you know, the sun, moon, Venus, Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn, they're, they're all coming here in this, in the sign of Capricorn. So it's really going to bring out those karmas and those qualities of that Capricorn energy. So that, that'll definitely be an interesting time in order. Like it's like a two week period, roughly. It'll be a very interesting time for us to feel that pressure and then choose how we want to work with it. Because that pressure can also be your best friend. It's a great motivation. It can make you say that, no, I really need to get serious about what I want to accomplish if I want to accomplish that. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we will all have that opportunity to really review and see what we're wanting to do and what we're willing to work for and then to take action on that. Then we also have, as Jupiter moves through Capricorn, he'll be moving into Aquarius roughly like April through September. And a good portion of that time, he'll be retrograde as well. So when Jupiter goes retrograde, it really causes us to reflect on our beliefs and our values. So there'll definitely be, again, more of this like reflection period, but especially in regards to our spiritual values, the wisdom that we're valuing as society, all these type of things, we'll really be thinking about that, especially because that Jupiter, he'll be happening in the sign of Aquarius at that, at that time. So that Aquarius is the sign that is all about being a sovereign individual but also society having that, uplifting society, creating a better world, communicating, using technology. All, these are all very Aquarian kind of themes. So we're going to see Jupiter start to really bring out a lot of these. And then when he goes retrograde, he'll cause us to really reflect on that and, and look at what we're, we're dealing with. And then the last two little, uh, two little bullet points that, I, I, that stuck out to me as I was kind of grazing over the year was June 10th, we have a, a solar eclipse in Taurus in the Mrigashira Nakshatra. So that's going to be an eclipse that is all about stability. It's going to be bringing those qualities of Taurus, like what we want to enjoy in life, what makes us feel grounded. And then the Mrigashira Nakshatra, this is a Nakshatra that's symbolized by the deer. Um, and for those who don't know, Nakshatras are the lunar constellations or the constellations that the moon passes through on, on the lunar ecliptic, on it, on the path of travel. The Mrigashira and the Chakra, as I said, is symbolized by the deer. Uh, and it bridges between Taurus and Gemini. So it will have qualities of both of this. So this element of being both grounded, but then moving into this period of questioning, of searching, of curiosity. So there'll, well, there'll kind of be this dualistic sense to this eclipse that there'll be elements of stability to really be tapping into but also that questioning that's just beyond, that we're not quite there yet, that we're, we're moving into that. You know, eclipses are always, always very interesting to look at. Then we have another eclipse, December 4th, which is going to be happening in Scorpio in the Jayas, in the Chakra, which that's also where we had this eclipse December 14th in 2020. And when we look at the nodes, because when we're talking about eclipses, this is what we're talking about is the nodes of the moon. So where the solar and lunar ecliptic cross paths, whenever they, the sun and the moon come there together, th this is when we experience an eclipse. Okay. So they become very interesting points, but we, we see that the nodes stay in the same sign for about 18 months, give or take, roughly. And it was this last September that they, they switched signs. So we're then going to see that that eclipse in December with Scorpio, it's bringing more of that Scorpio energy where it's going to be very reflective. 
It's going to make us look at our shadow because it's going on in Scorpio, the hidden things that are unconscious, the trauma that we don't want to face. Um, it, it's a very a much all about digging, digging up, digging into the darkness and the hidden things, what's underneath. So it's going to be more of that energy. So the one eclipse is going to be very grounded, right? You know, and then directly across the chart where the other eclipse happens in Scorpio, that's going to be all about shaking things up. So different energies happening at, at different times here. But that's also going to be quite a wrap up for a few months after that, the nodes will be transitioning. So they'll no longer be, you know, in Taurus and Gemini. So that, that Scorpio energy is kind of that eclipse will bring in that, that change, that last little bit of cleaning out and transformation. And that'll play out for a few months and then the nodes will shift into a totally new energy. So we, we can see quite quite a few big changes. And again, I just took a, a few quick, you know, interesting bullet points and I'll, I'll do a whole 2021 astrological forecast in, in another video. So keep an eye out for that. But, but that's, you know, some interesting stuff to definitely keep an eye out for. Yeah, that's super interesting to hear, man. And your, your skill just continues to shine brighter. I'm loving it. So let's hit a couple of announcements before we wrap up. Um, you guys, you know, appreciate you being patient with us. I know we've been kind of quiet and, and um, haven't been posting as much, but we've been very busy behind the scenes with um, some really amazing stuff for you guys. Um, you may notice we have chapters now in the scroll bar. That's fancy. Patreon. Patreon is fully launched and both tiers are up and running and we're running a launch special. So how it works is the first 11 people that sign up for the wizard tier are going to get a free Phoenix package download. And then the first 11 people to join the tribe tier are going to get a free t-shirt, just pay the shipping and I'll ship it out to you wherever you are within the United States. So, you know, obviously that's going to fill up pretty quick. And that link is below. And finally, Brian has an announcement as well. For yes. those who haven't heard yet. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is uh, one of the projects that, you know, as we were talking about, kind of I've been working on behind behind the scenes here. And uh, it is my first Vedic astrology course. It's a laying the foundations course. So even if you're you've never looked at a chart before or you are familiar with astrology, this is a course that takes you from the very basics of understanding what is Vedic astrology, the philosophy behind it, what we're really looking at when we study astrology. And then, you know, it, it takes through and you learn all the foundational pieces you need to start actually reading a chart. I also include in a very, a very special section in there that I'm, I'm really excited to teach about is why astrology is actually the study of cosmic law. And it's one of the most useful sciences for that. If you really want to start understanding cosmic law and being able to integrate it, uh, astrology is probably the best tool, in my opinion, to, to be able to do that. So I'm very excited to announce that course, and that's going to be a live weekend webinar. So you'll get personal interaction with me, be able to ask questions, uh, all those kind of things. And you can just go to our website, thewizardfactory.com to check out more information about that. So that's going to, it's going to wrap up this episode. So thank you for tuning in guys. And we, we also want to know what uh, your guys thoughts are, you know, what, what are your thoughts on what is 2020 meant to you as an individual? What do you see happening in society? You know, definitely let us know in the comments below. Uh, Whether as, positive or negative. Yeah. yeah. Any of your thoughts. We, we want to hear what you guys think as well. Uh, we, we appreciate your insights. Also, you know, if you have not yet, be sure to go to the website and get our free initiation package. That includes a free toolbox video series that's gonna to give you some basic practices 
breathing practices and other things like that to help you on your spiritual journey. Just some, some tools that you can add to your toolbox. As well as access to the Facebook Inner Sanctum group where you can interact with us. We're gonna be doing some lives and things like that mm -hmm. in there and, and connect to other like-minded people as well in the community. But that's gonna wrap up this episode. So thank you for joining us guys. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe, hit that notification bell. And until next time, be empowered, be inspired, and be encouraged. Thank you for listening to the Wizard Factory podcast. We hope you'll join us again next week as we continue to explore deeper understanding of the universe and ourselves.